Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 327. And away. We go. Break some dead shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more printer. Strict planning to war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. Join, as always, Mr. Mark Schwann. Marcus, how you doing today? It is your favorite <sighs> actor, Mark Schwann. It is the new manager of Vicious Vicky, Mark Schwann, who is the new BCW Women's Champion, Mark Schwann. You're welcome. You're not welcome. You stole a title. Don't get into it right now. We have a very, very, very special guest on the show for many of those who've been listening for a while, you know me and Green Man started the show. Me and Green Man are fraternity <laughs> brothers. And joining us today, one of our founding fathers of said fraternity, the illustrious Mark Tolman. Mr. Tolman, how are you, brother? Michael Putty, this is like Space Mountain here. <laughs> Oldest ride, longest line. Woo! There it is. There it is. <sighs> Cheers to that. Already started drinking it early. Love to be in here. It's been a long time. Thank you, guys. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary. Mr. Tolman here has been listening since uh, the beginning. I remember I came home from work one day, and there was a big package in the front of my desk. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Open it up. It's like freeze-dried Omaha steaks, barbecue <laughs> sauce, ribs. It was uncalled for, unexpected, never said a word to me about it, and boom. Truly a great gesture. Truly delicious steaks. I highly recommend it. I was going to say, that, that's a great gift. Yeah. So it took us seven years. It was my honor like it. and my pleasure. It took us seven years, but we got you on the show now. You're up from there you, you go. You're down in Florida, but you coming up here to New York. Hopefully, it's a good reasoning. Hope you're having fun here in New York. The warm, beautiful weather of the tri-state area. You know, I Mark. have to leave 80 degrees, 80 degrees and sunny for 60 degrees in rain. <laughs> it happens. But, Mark, you are actually the definition of first time, long time. So, welcome to the first show. First time, long time. <laughs> first, well, what, what, is how, what is how it say? Mega Schmilbo's? <laughs> I've always wanted to say that and actually mean it. First time, long time, right here. <laughs> so you know, I'm just turned forty years old. I've been. I told all the time. I've been. I don't remember life without wrestling. It's been part of my life since I was born. But Mr. Tolman here is always saying how he's he's a fan of the old school wrestling. So oh, yes, Mark. When did you get involved? In, what are your first memories of becoming a wrestling fan? Who did you idolize growing up? Who oh your people? God, I think I was I was five or six years old, and at the time, you know. You had you had some of the smaller promotions, but the big ones are NWA, AWA, and at the time it was WWF, which I still laugh how that whole lawsuit over WWF and how they became WWE. And I think I was either five or six years old, and I remember going with my dad and my brother to go see a local wrestling at a little local auditorium, and I remember Ken Patera. Oh, that name sounds being in the main event, and, and you, you know, you look at you look at these guys, and you know, I look at some of some of the wrestlers today, and, and they're a lot smaller than Ken Patera. Ken Patera, an Olympic uh, powerlifter. To you know, you look at uh, 
you know, Rey Mysterio, nowhere near his size. Rey Mysterio is a lot quicker, a lot, lot, lot more acrobatic move. But back in my day, wrestling was larger than life characters. It, it was more strength than endurance. And I think what we have now is we have more endurance, more acrobatics. I mean, listen, I, I mean, my, my father used to tell me stories about a wrestler, Haystacks Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Haystacks Calhoun must have been, God, I would say 500 pounds. And he's in the ring doing it. Damn. You know, how do you have a guy 500 pounds in the ring doing it today? You know, I, I remember going to, you know, I, I look at the WrestleManias. I was I was alive at the first three WrestleManias that, that were there. Oh, wow. And the first WrestleMania was phenomenal at uh, Madison Square Garden. I went with my brother. We weren't sitting that far from the ring. And, you know, you, you look at, at the WrestleMania that they're just about to do, and they're doing it out in Hollywood, and they're, they're, they're doing all the shticky commercials, <laughs> all the Hollywood commercials. There was none of that back then. And I, I, I still, whenever I hear, hear the song, I, I, I laugh at it. You had the commercial was during wrestling, and in New York it was on WOR Channel 9, and you'd have the, the, the little commercial for it. And you it was either tickets were sold out, so you had to see it in pay-per-view, and uh, the Phil Collins and uh, Easy Lover song was playing in the background. And every time I hear that song coming out, all it takes me back was it takes me back to WrestleMania 1 and these pay-per-view commercials. You know? So wrestling... Once again, you know, when I go back to my, when I was young, it was much, much different. Yeah, it, the, the, the big, one of the biggest differences is this. You, you can have ECW, you can have, have these esoteric matches. Every week you had blood on TV. Now, granted, what did WOR do is they put the big, the big red X over the blood, but oh, wow. you knew what was going on. I, I don't think you can do that nowadays. You know, Dusty Rhodes and NWA and Ric Flair with, their valet baby doll. You know, you look at her now. I'm a 53-year-old guy looking at what baby doll looked at in her height, and I'm like, why was anybody attracted to her? But you can never have that and that type of match, you know, now because it'll cause such controversy. But that, to me, wrestling was always controversy, and you Mm -hmm. always had to talk about it. And wrestling was fun. And I'm, I'm interested because, you know, my background is finance. And one of my friends was one of the biggest supporters when WWE went public. Huh. He and his hedge fund had a great position in it. And I'm interested into what happens now with all the rumors of Vince McMahon wanting to sell it to somebody. Mm, and where's right. it going to be taken? Yeah. Because whoever buys it. You're going to lose the edginess because now you're having bigger companies take it over. And I know somebody somebody made a comment to me that it's going to be a private equity shop from Saudi Arabia. You're not going to allegedly. Be able to have. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I I still think Disney's going to buy it. I hope. I actually hope Disney buys it. Uh, if Disney Disney buys it, you're still going to lose the edginess. It's not even edgy now anymore, though. It's like not. It's, it's 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 not. I think what the the saving grace for Disney is, in my belief, is because of the fact that Disney has done so well with Marvel, for example, because they mm-hmm. recognize the fact that, hey, we don't know this world, but we know who, a guy who is very familiar with the world. They put him in charge, and he's done a fantastic job, right? Billion-dollar business. 
they could easily do the same with WWE. They could recognize the fact that I don't know what this is. We own it, though. So let's put a guy who knows what it is in charge, i.e. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, or Nick Khan. Hopefully not Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, and, and they let them do what they will with it. You know, like, I, that's that's what I hope Disney would do. I don't necessarily believe any other company would have that foresight. Disney has proven time and time again that they do. You know who I would love for them to put in, in, in charge of it? Jim Cornette. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jim Cornette. Because I want some of the old wrestling back. The K-Fob. I want that brought back. You know? I, I remember. I mean, and you'll never get this n- nowadays. I remember one of the first matches was that I saw, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Once again, I probably was 13 years old, 14 years old. Kevin Sullivan taking a a fireball and throwing it into Dusty Rhodes' face on Florida Championship Wrestling. And the way I got Florida Championship Wrestling was you had to move the rabbit ears to get in. I think it was on like Channel 47 here in New York. That's wrestling. And that was it. I believed in it. Now, granted, I'm 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I just I just watched, rewatched the, uh, the Ric Flair 30 for 30. Okay. Oh, great. And I mean, that was a great special. Great. Absolutely great. Listen, two of the best things out there, the uh, the Andre the Giant HBO. Oh, yes. Oh, very good, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Done. Done. But I remember, I think it was Hulk Hogan even said it. You know, listen, I, I'm nothing to Ric Flair. Now, could Ric Flair do his stuff nowadays? I, I don't know if Ric Flair can go with the, you know, his stealing wheelie dealing you know, I, I don't know if anybody's going to buy that but that was great that was awesome mm-hmm. you know I don't think you have personalities like that anymore I don't think you have I don't think people are, are allowed to do that in WWE it's kind of it's weird because you do see that and you do see elements of characters sprinkled in WWE AEW for example mm-hmm. um Based on what I know, right, and I really don't want to knock anyone uh, because, like, you know, we're involved in independence, mm-hmm. we, so we mm-hmm. even see it in there. I feel like, and any wrestlers can chime in and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like, though, that a lot of wrestlers, they focus more on the craft, i.e. the moves, the, okay. you know, the et cetera, et cetera. Psychology. Mm-hmm. But, but – I, I wouldn't even dare say psychology, putty, because I, I put I put psychology in the same vein as character work and promos. I I don't necessarily agree with the psychology part that they think so much about. I think they think more of the moves, because when I, you I, say psychology, I, I think Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But when they when they hear Shawn Michaels, they think moves. Hmm. Big difference. I, I I'm going to agree. I think there's a lot of time spent in the moves. But I mean, listen, Ric Flair, he he perfected his craft. Okay, he's got. I don't even know how old Ric Flair is. One hundred and fifty-three. Honestly, I think plus, I, plus. I, I think he's. I think he's about seventy-five years old now. He's like seventy-three. He's still yeah. doing it. Seventy-three. He's not. He's not doing it like he was, but he still had great lines. And, and you know, once again, YouTube. I went on the other day. Great line. I started laughing. I said, <laughs> "I got to start using this." Women want to see me. They got to pay me twenty bucks. And that's what a ticket was back then. And 20 bucks back then was a lot of money. But now, what does it cost to take a family of four to an event? 
Well, inflation is pretty high. <laughs> I, I listen. I listen. No, we have no. We we have no inflation to serve certain people. Excuse me. But what does it cost? Six, 60, 60 bucks a ticket times four. So you got two forty right there. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there and not not have uh, have a drink. You're not going to have a hot dog. You're not going to buy a t-shirt. God knows what a t-shirt is nowadays. WWE doesn't even make t-shirts in my size. They're prejudiced against me. They're prejudiced against fat people. Um, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You <laughs> protest, protest them. Be happy about that. Protest them. I'm a, tri- I'm a triple X now, and I get them sometimes, and they're not good quality material. They no. shrink right away. No. So it's not save your money on the large shirts, man. Oh, listen. One of my favorite shirts I had it for years was a bootleg Roddy Piper Panther <laughs> shirt. Okay. And I bought it at a show, and it lasted for years. <laughs> for years. You know, you can go on with the roster, uh, all the different names, and let, you listen. I think you have a lot of talent out there now, both on the independent circuit and on the uh, major conferences. And it's great to have the talent, and it's great to do the moves, and it's great to train the moves, and it's great to work out. But you want the personality. You want that excitement. You, have you to. want that that attitude. And without the attitude, or without the, the the arrogance and the cockiness, listen. I don't know anybody who has played in a team sport who doesn't take a little bit from professional wrestlers and the attitude, whether it be from whether it be from Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Ric Flair, even Dusty Rhodes. I think you hit all the pillars. I think you hit all the pillars right there. Listen, from what you hear from professional sports, right? Here's the one pillar that that you don't you nobody talks about. And he's the biggest name in the in, in in the sport, Hulk Hogan. True. Hulk Hogan to me was boring. Whether you talk about the hey brother, go have your vitamins and drink your milk and work out and this, or to to the to the the NWO, you know, with him him walking into to to Jimi Hendrix, it was boring. It got boring. He was Superman. Know? Super Superman. A lot. Yeah. I think a lot of people would say was the most boring superhero because of the fact Maybe. that he was untouchable. Maybe, but you know what? I think I think Hulk Hogan. When you look at him, and Hulk Hogan even said it back back to the Ric Flair special. I never wrestled one hour, and he didn't wrestle one hour because he focused in on brawn and not on endurance. And to be quite honest with you, I love the long matches. I hate the short matches because I don't get my value there. True, That's a good point. You know, R- WrestleMania one, King Kong Bundy, SD Special Delivery Jones, five seconds. Well. Five seconds. Now listen, you, you knew that was going to happen because who's going to take down King Kong Bundy at, at his height? You know, but there was nothing there. There was absolutely nothing there. Tell me the longest Hulk Hogan that is out there, and I'll tell you that probably within five minutes of it, I'm I'm yawning. That's fair. Right. I'm yawning because I can tell you the end of every Hulk Hogan match. He 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 slams them and then he goes to give them the leg drop. It's a formula. Yeah, I mean it it, it was the same thing in like. Critics would say, like, you know, fast forward years later, that was the same mm-hmm. with John Cena. You know, like, he had this, the five moves of doom, and you yep. knew it was going to happen. But I'll also tell you, not a John Cena fan. Right. Not a John Cena fan. You know, I mean, he went through, I, I remember John Cena when he was on an MTV special, and I think he was called uh, either the protege or the prototype. Prototype. <laughs> prototype. <laughs> the prototype. The prototype, right. And even back then, I was just like, huh? Come on, you got to do better. And I mean, listen, he's in incredible shape. 
he, he's got he's got moves. Uh, this this you know you can't see me now, shtick. <laughs> Come on, can we do better? Can we do better? But we, uh, we I, have we have we have done better, in my opinion. I think to certain ones. I think you could do better. I I think I think that the WWE headquarters up in Stanford, Connecticut needs a lot of work. They need to, to, to bring in some fresh new people. They need to bring in bring in more people. They thank God that Vince McMahon stepped out. Now he's back. I'm waiting to see where he screws up. Hmm. I like the fact that, that Triple H is in there working on it. I like the fact that Shawn Michaels is working with talent. I don't like the fact that Stephanie McMahon is in there. Um, well, she's out. She left. She's gone. And now she's out. Yeah. She's out now. Yeah, yeah, she's out. You, you know, she's out. Vince is back in. Right. I mean, it's. Right. Eh, eh. I, and I mean, listen. When I started, when I started in the world of finance, I worked up in Darien, Connecticut, and I would go past every day Good the area. blue build, the blue building with the yellow, the yellow signage, and I was like, oh wow, this is great, this is great, this is great. And then when I went past it, and all of a sudden they changed it to black glass and the red lettering. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh. <laughs> it. It lost something, and like I said, the the lawsuit of the World Wildlife Federal, uh, Foundation or Federation suing World Wrestling Federation. Come on, guys, we can do better. Is there anybody in the current roster that you like, enjoy, that reminds you of a throwback, or enjoy the character? Mm-hmm. On, on, on either promotion, yeah. On either promotion, there 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 is, and I can tell you what I actually get a little bit more excited at some of the female talent mm. than I do on the male talent. Mm. Uh, Agreed. Oscar, Oscar, I think is great. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit miffed at the way how they, what they did to, to Nia Jax. I think she needed to, to really get some more training, but you know, that, how can you beat a person and, and, and no disrespect to her. She towered over and was was bigger than any of the other ones, uh, any of the other female wrestlers. Or you take Tamina. I don't know where they are. I happen to uh, really like, you know, some of the talent going up there. But I also think with some of the other talent, they're doing the shticky stuff with uh, uh, what's her name, the, the the little blonde girl. Um, oh God, I'm I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, she Alexa Bliss. Access, Alexa Bliss. This 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 psycho doll character. Yeah. See, I I was I was digging it at first because it was like um it was different. It was they, yes. they were making like almost like a female Undertaker, yeah. but yet her own spin on it, which I was mm-hmm. digging. But then after Bray Wyatt left, and then like they were, they were trying mm-hmm. to figure out what to do with her, they kind of dropped the ball there, and then she became lost in the shuffle. And by the way, I know she's recovering from skin cancer, so God bless to Alexa Bliss. God Hope bless you back in the ring here soon. But, but yeah, but here, you, you lost everybody and you keep on. Here's another one who, who I think that they, they underutilized and they didn't use to the right way was the undertaker towards the end of his career. And I get it. He's probably, he's probably got pains and he's got injuries, but he, he was a phenom that you could have used him better. Andre the Giants, regretfully, he's done. He's gone. You need an Andre the Giant character. Who is it? You don't have anybody. Well, one could say maybe Brock Lesnar is, is like you know the um, you know the, the beast incarnate. 
Listen, I, I, I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan. I think Roman Reigns, to be quite honest with you, give up the title. It's, it's about time. You're long in the tooth. You know, give it up. That whole family, the family thing, give it up. Give it. It, it does nothing for me. It makes me, it, I'm bored. Wow, really? I'm bored. Okay, I, I, I I'm feel bored. like you might be in a minority there for that one. I'm bored. You bring in, you bring in, uh, you bring in, uh, that, Sam, what is that? What is that? Now, listen, I happen to love, you know, the backstories that they have with it. But come on. This juice there, though, like, did you not hear that pop at the Royal Rumble? The the stadium almost blew its lid. (sighs) It's not the same pop that you would hear uh, to a lot of other stories. I mean, I want to hear, I want to hear, like, the gas and the oh my god this is going on it's gone on for a long time they've been he's been champion for what three years now almost yeah three almost years. okay listen i hated i hated bob Backlund being for five years i hated bruno san martino being for years listen get this belt out there one, one of the one of I, i'm 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 sure i'm in the minority of this one of the worst heavyweight champions bob Backlund. Mm. i don't think so bob you don't you don't hear that too often but like I feel boring. like he was he was a boring character. I feel like his most entertaining stuff was actually when he feuded with Bret Hart, which snapped. is much later on in his life. Uh, okay, I, I happen to like the feud that he had with the Iron Sheik, but right before he lost the title. Right. Okay. Okay. That, yes, that, that's another one. Again, like you know, I, I feel like that gets gets lost amongst people. Like you mm-hmm. know, Bob Backlund kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. They talk about Bruno Sammartino. They talk about Hulk Hogan. Hell, they even talk about CM Punk's reign. But like, I feel like a lot of times Bob Backlund is kind of like mentioned but moving along. Like, you know, they don't necessarily spend too much time talking about him and his reign and what he did. I'll give you an underrated wrestler, and that's probably why because he's boring. But go on, sorry. Maybe I'll give you an underrated wrestler. You don't hear a lot about it, and I know why you don't hear a lot about him. Horrible, horrible, real life dossier. Blackjack Mulligan. Yeah. Blackjack Mulligan, a, a cowboy with the big the, the the Texas curly mustache with the black ten gallon hat comes walking in here. He's got the leather glove. You know, he's got the claw. Amazing, amazing. The, you know what happened to the Von Erich family was a tragedy. Oh, awful. Yeah, was a tragedy. If if they were around, that would they powerhouse, powerhouse. What they did to uh, to Dustin Rhodes, you could have really built a Von Eric type legacy on the Rhodes family. Listen, Dusty Rhodes, the patriarch, a great guy. Well, listen, Dusty Rhodes, I loved because Dusty Rhodes probably didn't have a single muscle in his whole body, <laughs> but he was he was entertaining. He had the moves. He had the rings going. He comes to the WWF. They put him in in in, in yellow polka dots. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny when I first got into wrestling. That's all I knew him as until, like, you know, I started reading YouTube. up and some stuff in <laughs> YouTube. the YouTube. And I'm like, no, Dusty Rhodes was way more than a Damn guy man. in a polka dot. Hard times. Dusty Rhodes was great promo. One of the best hard, promos there is. Hard times coming down. Yeah. Hard times. And if you look at the promos that he did in the when he was with the Crockett, the four horsemen following him and breaking his leg, you know, I, I mean, you know, you're not going to see that anymore. But that, to me, was professional wrestling. And maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm in the majority. I don't know. But that was entertainment to me. 
I believed in it. I believed the stories. I believed the characters. Now, uh, I, I watched it the other night, and you had uh, uh, Chad Gable's uh, partner. Otis. Oh, Otis. God, what's his name? Otis. Oh, Otis. Come on, guys. Is that the best you can do? Chad Gable, to be quite honest with you, in my opinion, his 15 minutes of fame is over. But he's great in the ring, though. You, you, you watch, you watch his match. That ring. match on Monday was great. Listen, he's great in the ring. Let's get a he's different van- character. He, he's, he's a little vanilla. I do agree with Bob that. Bob back yeah. Like vanilla, boring. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe oh, along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Like, he, he, does, he does remind me a lot of like the TJ, uh, Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd. Excuse me. No. Yeah, he reminds me very much of that. Fantastic yeah. in the ring. No one could ever question that. But like you know, as far as character, what you bring to it, it's just like it's there's not a whole lot there to work with. No, no. And listen, I'll, there's nothing wrong I'll, with that. But you know, if they stand out as a as a superstar, as you call it in WWE. Mm-hmm. You, you need that je ne sais quoi. Listen, you you had undoubtedly no one can deny the Four Horsemen were a great group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Putty's wearing a shirt right now to who ranks number two. And you may even say ties with them, D-Generation X. Phenomenal. I love what they did with it. Okay. Did a great job, yeah. You know, but let's let's now start looking at some characters. Listen, when I was young, what, what, a bad guy, Adrian Adonis, black leather hat, black leather. He comes in with it. All of a sudden, you see Adrian Adonis, he's wearing makeup. The WWF, and I'm going to include the WWE, does a very, very, very good job of destroying characters, in my opinion. Mm. Plain and simple. But you it's know, funny enough, I, though, like you, you say that, and I agree with that, but yet they, yeah, they've created also the, some of the most iconic characters of all time in wrestling. But I it, think it's, a, you, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. If I think if you look at it, you're going to destroy more than you're going to make, but you're right. The ones they make, blow the roof off. Absolutely blow the roof off. I was so happy. There was a wrestler in NWA that never made it, that never wanted to go to the WWF, Magnum TA. Oh, yeah. Okay. Magnum TA. He's a great wrestler there. Four Horsemen, one of the original people, was Barry Windham. Okay? You take him into the WWF, and I like what they did. They teamed him up with Mike Rotundo, and you had great, great tag team matches. Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo versus the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. And that was great at the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, Barry Windham does whatever he does. And you got Mike Rotunda, who I think, great technical wrestler. He becomes Erwin R. Scheister. Okay. IRS. I remember it. But people do remember him more so as IRS, though, which is funny I, enough. Which is funny enough, right. But so you remember him. You had the big stage, You don't though, remember. As IRS. You don't remember him at, Right. You don't remember him as a technical wrestler, as a good wrestler. You remember him as his joke, IRS. Yeah. You know? And to me, uh, you know, related to Bray Wyatt and, and, and the Wyatt family. And that's when I, when I found out that that's, there's a relation there, I was like, wow. I was like, okay, you're great there. So I, you know, I, listen, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to be a wrestling fan thick and thin. And you're going to have positives, you're going to have negatives. And I hope. Whoever buys the WWE, WWF, ABCDEFG, whatever you want to call it now, <laughs> makes it better. Listen, the other thing I'm going to say is this. When you had the AWA, NWA, WWF, you had all of them. 
you had competition and you had more talent coming up because you had the different leagues. I hope some of these independent leagues blow the roof off and make it up to maybe not being a competitor of the WWE, but being a strong second. Well, I feel like AEW is is getting to that point. It, it's it's so hard to to be a direct competitor with WWE because you know for a long time, for decades, they were the only game in the business. Right. So, like you know, as good right. as AEW is, like you know, they're still like what third, fourth year in. Like it, it's so. so hard to be like that that one B, if you will. But like you know, AEW is doing I think a formidable job, especially as a, as a startup company. Uh, you know, getting their name out there. They they have good talent out there. Um, they're definitely going through their growing pains. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say mm-hmm. AEW is perfect, but like you know, they're building some characters in there. Like, you know, you see someone like MJF. You want to talk about kayfabe? The man lives his life as kayfabe. He's probably the second coming of Ric Flair. Listen, I I think they're doing a, a great job. I from a past life, I I have a little bit of inside history on the AWE. Um, I can't can't say who, what, where, and why, but the production company I had a close relationship with, and I think you're absolutely right. They're doing an absolutely phenomenal job. Once again, I think one of the things that are holding a lot of these these leagues back and a lot of what's going on is money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money. Oh, well, Tony Khan will sit here and tell you he has more money than Vince McMahon, but we don't necessarily know that. Uh, like, you know, they, they come from a lot of money, like the cons. <laughs> like, we, we know that. I get it. But. I get it. But, you know, it still takes a lot to put it up. It takes a lot to hire talent. And, you know, you got to pay the talent. And, you know, once again, as I, as I said before, what does it cost now to go to an event and to go to a decent event that's not held in an independent circuit? You're looking at four or five, maybe 600 bucks to go there. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to, to it's not even, I don't even think of financial point because I do feel like, at the very least, Khan can compete with Vince mm-hmm. as far as like you know money wise. However, what Khan mm-hmm. doesn't have going for him, he never will. Actually, this is one advantage that WWE will forever have on AEW is the prestige. Because yeah. you know going to, going to the NFL, right? You know, I know Putty, you're a big XFL guy, and like, you know XFL could do phenomenally well from this point going forward. But you know, you ask, you know, say that. That big stud, for, like grew up in Texas, that running back, right? You know, hey, which league are you going to go to? They're going to say the NFL, yeah, right? Because NFL, NFL has that prestige, and it's the same thing. You ask any wrestler, yeah. you, you ask any wrestler yeah. out there, they'd be lying if they said they didn't want to headline WrestleMania one day. They'd be so, lying to you. So let me introduce you guys to to my modern wrestling <laughs> prophet. This is Joey, and Joey here. Is a wrestling fanatic. So, Joey. Hey, Joey. Welcome to the show, man. Tell them who your favorite wrestler is. Undertaker. Undertaker. Oh, okay. The master. Undertaker. Today is his birthday. Today is his birthday. Today's his birthday. Cheers to him. <laughs> you see. Cheers to Undertaker. Toast to the Undertaker. In a couple of years, we're going to see him. We're going to we're going to see him at uh, down in Orlando at the, at the performance center. Absolutely. There you go. Let me know. <laughs> Give me front row tickets, please. Put them in now. Absolutely. Yeah, front row tickets for me. Yeah. <laughs> and we want the exclusive interview right here in Shadow Wrestling. Right. You'll get it. I have okay. to ask you this, so I, I, yes. I, I, you know, I know this is not the typical episode of Shot of Wrestling, 
you know, format be damned here, but you know, mm-hmm. you bring up a lot of interesting points. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do dig the fact that we haven't talked about old school wrestling in quite some time, and you know, I, I I do miss it. And you you brought up an interesting point, though. You brought up quite a few interesting points, but one of which has struck me is like the, the fact that you've been to WrestleMania one, which I think is so fucking cool. I I, I don't hear too many people talking about that. I want to ask you this. When you were sitting there at WrestleMania 1, when you were watching that show unfold, did you have any idea back then that WrestleMania would be what it is today? Absolutely not. I can't imagine. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Because my favorite part of WrestleMania 1 was Jesse Ventura walking out in the pink tuxedo. <laughs> and we, my brother and I were the only two people who were cheering for him walking out. Oh. And to be quite honest with you, WrestleMania 1 was sticky. It was sticky. You know, you got, you know, Liberace, you got the Rockettes. Uh, I think Billy Martin was there. Was. You had Muhammad Ali, it, right? Muhammad yeah. Ali. It was sticky. Uh, you know, the matches were okay. But it was did you think? Did you think that at the moment, or you look, or is it looking back on? No, it? it's when you go when you go back in the moment. Listen, you're loving it. You're <laughs> okay, time, okay, okay. You know, you know. Listen, listen. Were, were there a couple of beers in me? Absolutely. Madison Square <laughs> sure. Garden, old Madison Square Garden, the home of the warm beer. You know, I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> you had you had a great time, but I never thought it would be to, to what it is. I never thought the WWE would ever be to what it is. I never thought you you get this Hall of Fame. Uh, to where it is and you know you see all the people uh walking in, in, in with the rings and, and i'm going to say something i'm going to i'm i think i'm more with the majority here wwe needs to do some justice for china oh yes yes, yes. yes. i know simple. somebody we, we we tweeted about a shot of wrestling and it, it, it's got some love on there on twitter but you know there were a couple people that clapped back and thought, oh well she's already in the hall of fame like <laughs> as part of dx yep, you know I, she she herself deserves her individual shine in the hall of fame because you know without her there would be no beth phoenix there would be no raquel gonzalez no. there would be uh, no rhea oh. ripley there would be no, like, <laughs> there's, there's so many women that have come in that trailblaze yeah. uh, she's a trailblazer for what these women have done um, china definitely deserves some love she could probably rip me in two. Oh, yeah. I'm a big dude. I'm a big dude. And and you want to know something? I mean, listen, you you talk about China, and you talk about the success of of Ronda Rousey, and she had her own success in MMA and her coming in. And I think one of the reasons why people like Ronda Rousey was seeing the China and the China story and her coming in and, 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 you know, once again, scripted non-scripted this that it's real it's fake uh, who cares she was in there in the ring with a guy and just beat the crap out of guys yeah facts <laughs> aw is do- doing these uh, great biographies and they did a great job on china so check it out aw mm-hmm. um a and e did a great job A&E, on china. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah 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 and listen but, you, know, you see when you see the see the demise of her yeah sad it's sad it's, it's so sad it's a shame yeah. it's an absolute shame you know, for a lot of wrestlers, when you see the demise of them, it's an absolute shame. And I, I, I'm in the court of, you're an employee of the WWE, benefits, retirement, substance abuse. You, you need all of that. You need no, everyone. No, we're, 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 we're talking union here, probably. I don't know about a union. I've never been a union person, but listen, you got to do something. You got to take care of your own. 
Plain and simple. They do take care of. Um, they do pay for former any any form. If you even if you're just there for like a week or two, they do pay for their uh, rehabs, numerous rehabs. They pay right. for Scott Hall's. I think like numerous times. So they do cover them on that aspect. But at that point, it might be a little bit too late. Right. Yeah. No, right. You know, I I love to see more biographies, not so much of the the glory, but of the nightmare. And it's a rough life. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring, my man. Dark Side oh, of the Ring. Yeah, <laughs> listen, those 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 shows that they have are phenomenal. You would enjoy phenomenal. Uh, and Jake Roberts's biography too. It, it, they go really into his dark I, days and how he overcame. I, you know, I did. I never was a Jake Roberts fan because once again. I liked him when he came out, and then when they did the whole thing with the, you know, the the, the religion aspect going wow. on, it, eh, eh, you know. But like, listen, you talk about Dark Side of the Ring. Bruiser Brody growing up mm-hmm. was larger than life character, and I saw Bruiser Brody's, I saw some of Bruiser Brody's uh, matches, and he was in person. In no, not on, on TV. TV. Insane insane he was i love bruiser brody because he came in and he had you know with the crazy the crazy hair and the crazy thing and you know there's a rough and tumble chain matches blood you know he had the strength and then to hear how he went down and how he died because i never knew the story before the dark side of the ring and and you know listen we got to give those guys kudos yeah those are some great great stories uh, I remember, I think it was, it, it may have been MTV when they did one of these things of like, you know, becoming a wrestler and they showed, uh, the oh, tough enough, tough enough. No, no, this is even before. Tough oh, enough. you know, and, and they showed it and, and it was like, you know, most like they might've had 10 guys coming in and like eight of them were dropping out by the end of the day. <laughs> and they showed this one guy, one guy, come, I, I mean, he was in shape by lunchtime. He was gone. Really? It's a tough <laughs> life. It's tough oh, yeah. training. And I want to hear more about, you know, listen, we all know the, the glamour, but I also want to hear how some of these guys are getting screwed monetarily because we all know that happens. But let's not let's not kid him. But none of us here are, are, you know, Joey's nine years old. He loves wrestling. He believes in it. It's real. I'm 53 years old. I know it ain't real. <laughs> you know, I know we got some some things going on there, but I still watch it. I still it's still entertaining, yeah. I want to hear. It's all. Oh, it's because, entertaining as all. Oh. Because you know the, the stuff that goes on in the ring, like you know, you can call it choreographed, you can call it staged, mm-hmm. you can call it whatever you want, but the physicality of it can be real. Uh, you, you know, like it, it, they are athletes, and what they do in the ring is nothing short of phenomenal. Like you listen, people talk shit about certain wrestlers all day. Like you know, for example, Marina Shafir, she gets like no love. I feel like on on, on mm-hmm. Twitter, but I I know no. Marina. I've met Marina. And, you know, I've seen her perform live in the ring. And, like, you know, every single person that steps in the ring, I have so much respect for because they put their bodies on the line day in and day out. I'd like people to take one bump and then you tell me. Right. Okay. Right. You tell me. Not exactly. It's not Anything? easy. I've taken a couple easy. of training sessions. I, I, I know. <laughs> it, 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 it's tough on the body. It ain't easy. It's very tough on the body. When I, once again, my favorite tag team, and once again, I think the WWE messed up on them, was the Road Warriors. They're not the Legion of Doom. They're the Road Warriors. Baddest tag team around. And to see how these guys, you know, they crawled into a bottle. They crawled into, into painkillers because 
I got to be somewhere on Monday. I got to be somewhere on Tuesday. I got myself injured on Tuesday. I got to rest Wednesday. Okay, great. Thursday, I'm back on the road. I got to start popping pills. I got to start taking painkillers. Right. Um, as you're touching you know, on, so, it's not just what they do in the ring. It's 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 the it's the touring. It's yeah. it's life in the road. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the psychology of it all. The the mindset. It, it being away from your family, being away from your loved ones. Yeah. Like it, it it's and there's no seasons on top of that. It's it's pretty much year round, with the exception of maybe a major holiday or two. Like it, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's there's literally nothing else like it in the world. A lot is an understatement. <laughs> It's an understatement. You know? Listen, pay me a million dollars, I still want to do what half these guys did. Brock Lesnar, take all the money and run because you got a sweetheart deal. (laughs) That's true. You know? What does he got to do? Wrestle once a month? Make an appearance once a month? Make an appearance. And he makes what? He makes what? Five, six, seven million dollars? Well, Brock Lesnar's doing that now, but like he's definitely... He's he's such an exception to the role because I think of like he's just such a physical specimen of a human mm-hmm. being. Like what does Pat McAfee call him? Like the the alpha male of our species. Yep. Like he he's definitely mm-hmm. that. If the United yeah. States government just like took him and cloned him a million times over, we'd have the most dominant army in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. One of one of my favorite wrestlers, yeah, just just here in recent times, Goldberg. Really? Okay. Horrible technique. Yeah, Brett Hart Horrible would have technique. a lot to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure he would. That's what I'm saying. Horrible technique. But just him coming in and the presence and, and, and his entrance and the music, you know, he got me with the music. He got me with that, the entrance. That was the best part about him. Like, it's funny. Like, you know, sometimes I'll I'll hum the song or, whatever, or, or I'll, oh. I'll like, drum along to it. And my wife, like, <laughs> she recognized it. She hates wrestling. I, I think she's going to bother her back <laughs> I'm saying this right now. She recognizes it. She's like, is that gold? Don't you don't you not like Goldberg? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but they, that that theme it's, just, it's a banger, man. <laughs> Listen, for for years I had in my office I had two figures. I had John Belushi from Animal House. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I had I had a at least it was it probably was more than a 12 inch figure of Goldberg. Hmm. Wow. I, I, two listen, completely I him, different characters. Two completely different characters. <laughs> but I bought into Goldberg. I bought into, and, and as a wrestler, horrible. Same as Hulk Hogan. You knew how to script his 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 thing. He's going in for the spear. He does the you know, does the slam. Goes for the pin. You know, you can even do his entrance. What's the entrance? He comes out. You got the fireworks. He breathes the smoke out of his nose. Then he does he does the uppercuts. You know, a couple of times, and he comes into the ring. But it was a big dude. You know what's funny though? Hulk Hogan wasn't necessarily a bad wrestler. He gets the rap of being a bad wrestler. I, I saw a video of him wrestling in New Japan, like old footage mm-hmm. of him wrestling in New Japan. I was like, where was this Hulk Hogan? <laughs> because Hulk Hogan, the, the hidden secret about him is like he could actually wrestle. <laughs> he became he became WWF. Right. No, yeah, that's that's so true. Goldberg Goldberg was a WCW plant. Uh, you know, f- football player. He didn't necessarily have like you know upbringing of going to the territories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know, one could give him a pass for that. The presentation, phenomenal. In ring work, man. So we started the show. You're saying you were, weren't. I got the impression you weren't too big of a fan of the current pro sports entertainment. You're a bigger fan of professional wrestling. Going like the mm-hmm. old school guys you list. Men- you mm-hmm. mentioned, and you just kind of said you weren't a fan of Hulk Hogan. He was boring. John Cena was boring. 
But you said Goldberg reminded you of Hulk Hogan, but it was just the presentation, the sports entertainment aspect of Goldberg that drew you in. So what is the difference between Hulk Hogan and Goldberg? Great question. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan gave this pure and innocent. So it was a character. Take your vitamins, drink your milk, pray to God. Ah, uh, yes. Goldberg yeah. didn't say any of that. Goldberg's tagline was what? Who's next? Who's next? Yeah. Who's next? He was a fighter. He was a brawler. Yeah, absolutely right. Hulk Hogan, when he first came in, was a brawler. And as I said, he got WWF because they changed his persona. And, and I'll even say this. I was not a fan when 30 days after Iron Sheik got the title, he faces Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and Hulk Hogan wins it. Yeah, a lot of people weren't. I, I, I mean, come on. Come on, guys. You know, and this is what I'm saying. Like, some of the things they do are great. Some of the things they do are bad. And some of the things that are bad just leave a bad taste in your mouth. Wait, so personally- one would say, though, Hulk Hogan, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like Hulk Hogan, though, is kind of what made wrestling so popular, though. Like, so, say, for example, if, if, if Hulk Hogan did not win the belt from Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. Where would wrestling be today? I, one would argue nowhere near what it is today. I'm going to take a line out of the Ric Flair, Flair special. Hulk Hogan sold to the kids, sold to the milk and vitamins. Ric Flair sold to the common man beer drinker. Right. And who, who's going to spend more money, the common man beer drinker or to the kids? You know, listen, I, I you know, one of the things that I do down down in Florida is, you know, I do I do family law mediation. And, you know, we had a, a big, big fraud down there with a guy. And I knew exactly what he did. And I knew how he did it because it was basically he took money from sexual harassment lawsuits. Okay. You don't get paid for two years. You want that money at Christmas time because you want to do what? You want to buy your kid the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip. And if you ain't got money, you ain't going to do it. Like I said, you look at the, you look at the audiences and you look at the WWE. Look at the price of the merchandise. I, I mean – we had a fraternity brother who got married, and his whole wedding party, everyone in there had a wrestling belt on. Right. And they had the replica wrestling belt. I think they go for That's what? a lot of money. 150 bucks, 200 bucks at a clip. You, you, you now have what? You have the, the world heavyweight champion, the universal champion, the intercontinental champion, the U.S. champion, the tag team champion, the raw champion, you know? All of a sudden, you got to get all those those belts, six belts at at two hundred bucks. That's twelve hundred bucks you're spending right there. Oh wait, wait, listen, my buddy Putty, he goes to WrestleMania, and what does he buy? He buys the the the, the steel chair. That's right. How much do those things go for? Depends on what, who you catch <laughs> walking around. Hundred bucks. Usually, I'm yeah. so pissed off at WrestleMania. I could have sold that thing. You still can. Right there, right there. Sure, you still can. I, I, but, you know, at the moment, though, I could have used an Uber ride home. Yeah. I could probably could have sold it on this I spot. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck Listen, in, uh, in uh, MetLife. The Sunday here's service here's train. The w- here's the WWF for me. I'm going to just, just end on this one. I have another career where I am a college professor at a couple of community colleges, and I teach accounting. One of the first things I do is I talk about Disney Corporation. I say I love going into, into Walt Disney World. Because you stand there and you see the nine-year-old girl come in, and what do the kids do? They scream to the top of them, I want to be a princess. Mm-hmm. I want to be And what do the parents do? 
they shuffle them in, they pay all the money, they get them the princess garb, they do the princess makeup, they do all that hair, probably cost them 150 bucks. You take a kid to a WWE event, I want a t-shirt. Okay, here, have a t-shirt. No, I want to get the Brett Hitman <laughs> Sun Visor. Yeah, all right, you got to go buy that. I want a belt. Well, I'm not going to buy you the real one, so I'll buy you the imitation one. Okay, so that's what, 20, 30 bucks. By the time you leave there, you got a mortgage on your house. <laughs> and I think we have to start talking about things and seriously talking about, are we out to suck every last penny from people? Yes. It's a business. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but like then, that's, right. it's that's a business. everything You're right, right now. You're right. It's a business. So we have to do that. And because they're a publicly traded company, they have to appease to their stockholders and they have to have the earnings. And, you know. But the sponsors, the sponsors, but you the have network, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You have people who can't. I can't take my child to a to a wrestling match. I can't take my child because I don't have the wherewithal to do it. You know, or the the, the worst thing I, I I see is the people who are up. And let's just take Madison Square Garden here. The 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 blue seats. I don't even know the blue seats anymore. Not anymore. The seller the. Okay, the top row. What are you going to say? Nothing. 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 You see two people in the ring. You can't see who it is. You're watching the Titan Tron. Yeah, you're watching the videos. Yeah. But yeah, people still pay the money, though, which is wild. They still pay to do it. They still pay to do it. It's wild because they can. I went to the WWE event last night. And for me, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Can I tell you, you're going to throw up when I tell you this one. So the WrestleMania in New York. I went to that one, right? I was actually given a gift for that. It was it was a free ticket mm-hmm. with the pro- with the promise, please don't sell this. I was ninth row, mm-hmm. a camera side, dead center, right? It, it was six seats. I was like, holy shit, wow! I looked at the value of the ticket. It was twelve hundred dollars, right? Just for that one ticket. I looked online for like you know if I wanted to sell it, thirteen thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. I believe it. We started with that ticket. I've got a big problem with all sports. It, you, you can't, you can't take your your your, your family to it. You it's can't right. do it. I want to say that to be fair, it's all sports. Like uh, last season, a coworker went to a baseball game, family of mm-hmm. four, over over triple digits for them. Yeah. The tickets, oh, beer, hot dogs, or God knows how much now. It's, it's, yeah. oh, sports across the board, the money's just going up and up. Insane. But yes, people pay for all the time, though. You see these people; oh, yeah. these stadiums are sold out. You know, people What's are buying the, the merch. But you're in the all stadium the now. You're in the stadium. You paid God knows the amount of money for tickets. So you're sitting there. What do you want to do when you're watching baseball, football, or wrestling? You want to drink. You want to get a little fucking loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. So there's no. They are. They got you handcuffed. They can charge you twenty dollars for a beer. What are you going to do? Yeah. Say no. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. So they have you. That's you, right. No, so. no one was. No one wants to look poor amongst the friends yeah. or whatever. Like you know, they, they, they. What they do though? They put in a credit card. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you. Like I, I used to be in banking. The credit card debt mm-hmm. is is going to be soon enough. The next mortgage crisis. Oh, absolutely. Well, right yeah. now we're having I, mortgage I, crisis. I think, but like, <laughs> I think we're there now. So the amount of credit card debt in this country is astronomical. And interest rates keep it's, going it's up. A, it's a, it's a problem that no one you – know, the rates are going up. The, it's a problem that really no one is talking about because we're talking about the housing crisis again right now. But mm-hmm. credit card problems have been a very big deal. Uh, 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 I, I remember in the bank world because they were getting rid of certain ways where, like, you know, you had to prove income, blah, blah, blah. They were mm-hmm. getting rid of a lot of that for credit cards. 
And I, you know, I, I kind of, mm-hmm. hey, uh, isn't this the same problem we had with with the mortgage crisis? Are we kind of repeating these mistakes right now? Yep. Shut your mouth. I really, more or less, I get shut your mouth. Oh yeah, listen. Uh, I, okay. I, I was I was dead eye center at the at the two thousand eight crisis. I was I was a Lehman baby. Spent fourteen years there. They created me, you know. And I, I I get the whole thing. And I think you know once again, you know you're going to if you're a parent you're going to do what you have to do for your child. And if you don't have the cash, you're going to go to the credit card. And now all of a sudden everything's going to go up. You know, do I make the choice of paying the credit card or putting food on my table? Right. It's it's, it's a a horrible thing. And then then you'll you'll get a couple of these offers in the mail, the uh, 0% balance transfer. People fall for it nine times out Mm -hmm. of ten. They do it. Then next thing you know, like the rates go up, the the, the amount goes down. They create themselves into a mess. And next thing you know, their credit score is in the 500s. They don't know why. What what I think these – federations and leagues need to do is they need to go back basic blocking and tackling yes do the once a month big arena thing but uh i'm trying to remember what the name of it was i would see every month or every two months at the uh the westchester county center hey. i would see w wwf and it was it was a great card it was you know eight to ten matches i think the ticket might have cost me 10 or 15 bucks you know once again warm beer central but you know you did what you had to do you had the guy selling the bootleg shirt out outside. Okay, listen, he's an entrepreneur. I'll, I'll buy the bootleg shirt if he's got my size, if he's got what I want. But I was able to afford it. I was able, if I had to take a friend of mine, I was able to do it. Nowadays, like I said, you're talking about each individual person, oh, several hundreds of dollars to go there. But don't you think then if they if they did that, and I don't think they'll ever do it. You don't care a big no, major corporation doing something out of the kindness won't. of their heart. But like you know, that's that's kind of what the indies do, though. They there are indies all over the world uh, that that have quality wrestlers for cheap mm-hmm. prices, who you will eventually see some of which on the main stage. And I think the indies need to need to ratchet up. You're absolutely right. And you're getting you're getting a great show for a great bargain for you know you're going to see great talent and you you should they need to ratchet it up they need to 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 do more they need to they, like I said when you just have when everything is centered around one and yes you know, you can bring in a a a a w and you can bring in t n a uh this is uh, another one i saw the other night uh on one of the channels that i, I never saw before you can bring in new japan wrestling mm-hmm. okay we're never gonna we're never gonna break up the wwa no but I, think, everybody... I think the old the, the only promotion that has been around long enough has been nwa but they've been so watered down from what they used to be it just it doesn't even count anymore i laugh at the nwa with their champion being on uh the bob gutfeld show on fox Oh, all, all the time, and I just yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know you're talking I about. Yeah, listen, you want to know something? He he probably he's a character on that show, so he's probably going to be a character with with the wrestling. And uh, you know, I, I'd love to see him. You know, he he's the type of wrestler I like, just a big brawler. We got to get more of those in there. But like I said, listen, I'm never going to turn my back on wrestling because for me, at 53, with all I do and everything. I, for me, it's easy, simple, 
watching. It's easy, simple TV. I don't need to think. No. You know, I don't need to, you know, I get entertained. I get a couple of chuckles. You know, I get some, some laughs out of it. And, and you know, I, I, I leave reality for a little bit. Going back to your point about the whole ticket prices, though, you know, I've been to 14 consecutive WrestleManias. Started at 22, starting nosebleeds. What we decided to do? Mm-hmm. Get closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So instead of buying a chair outside, let's get the chair with the ticket. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now you see us coming, going further and further and back because it was WrestleMania 26 in Arizona. We were fourth, fifth row. The amount that we paid for that ticket going into WrestleMania, I think 34 in New Orleans, was like in the stadium seats in the mid row. So these ticket prices are going up and up and up and two, and you can't even go to WrestleMania anymore. Because you want to spend, because those tickets, like the Super Bowl, are through the roof, but the tickets that were so affordable on the floor seats are now you're in the nosebleeds. Well, ev- everything's going it's, up in price. So I mean, you 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 ask someone what's the cost of eggs? Like that's gone up. Like that's that's the time that we live in right now. Unfortunately, unfortunately like, yeah. it's 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 not going to go down anytime soon because like they know they can get away with it. That's that's capitalism, man. That's right. that's that's, but, that's what we live in. W- one of the problems, though, is. The person and I'm not for it, by the way. I'm not for it. I just want to say that real the, best. <laughs> the person who's sitting in that $1,200 seat that you got, mm-hmm. okay, how did you get it? You didn't spend for it. It was given to you. No. Yeah, it was a gift. Okay. It, was a, it was a wedding gift. And, and I'm sure to the person to your left and the person to your right were also there. And they were there because, oh, it's WrestleMania. But they're not the blocker and tackle for everyday wrestling for watching it, True. For, I'm a wrestling fan. Oh no, the, the dude next to me had no idea what was going on. No, no idea. No, I, so, I, I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. So it's to me. You know, I want. I want to see the, the the wrestling fan. You know, Joey's mom, who is sitting ten feet from me. Okay, she's not a wrestling fan, but I can put her in a wrestling event, and she would know the people. And she would know the characters and she would kind of get it. And God, God bless, you know, her, her father, you know, who uh, recently passed away. That's he was right. a Ric Flair fan and he would go walking through the house doing the Ric Flair woo all the time, you know. And, and it's, it's memories like that that bring people up and, and, and talk about it. You know, I, I talk about, you know, my fraternity days. Putty's been brought up in a couple of stories. Some of some of the other cast of characters have been brought up in stories. But I also talk about the wrestling stories growing up. Because inevitably, people talk about that once in their life. And those are the people who are going to go and support all of these leagues. And if you treat them bad, they're not going to support you anymore. If I can't go to an event, why do I want to watch this on TV? Quick rant. I want to see these people. Quick rant, by the way. You're just talking about Mark sitting in the Royal WrestleMania surrounded by non-wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. President of my company several years ago was gifted tickets to the Mets game. Thir- uh, it was like the fourth row behind home uh, the dugout. But this is awesome. Let's go. I brought a couple of friends. We had access to all the bars, all the clubs, right? We could do anything mm-hmm. we wanted. It was a little chilly night. So like around the sixth inning, we decided to go to the main huge fancy restaurant place. So it's me and this girl I was with. We're just talking, hanging out. Let's get something to eat. That that place was full of people reading books, watching TV on their phones. So these people are not Mets fans. They're not baseball fans. 
they're just doing it to say, oh, I went to the Met, I went to City Field and went to the Caesars Club and drank high end vodka and fancy food. So me, and a couple of friends of ours, some of the brothers you know, we always think, always have this talk about sports is effed up. You know, the, the rich people who can afford these fucking close ass seats don't give a shit about the fucking sport. Put them on the nosebleeds. Give us sports fans the $20 ringside mm-hmm. baseline seats because we're actually going to give a crap about it and we'll actually watch and pay attention, not just say we went. Anyway, I just wanted to get off that much. We, we just, just so, no, it, it just well, pisses it, me it, off it, with it, the it, whole, the, the seats being so expensive and the people who can afford them don't give a shit about being there. It happens all the time. People yeah. conduct business at these things because, like, you know, my brother, for example, like, you know, he – he was one of his jobs was to entertain clients, right? And, like, you know, he's gone to countless Super Bowls. He's Gripper? gone to major events. Uh, he's done that too. Oh, so like, he, he wasn't he, a stripper. He, okay, you got that. Okay. No, no, yeah, exactly. Well, like, you know, but he would go to these big-time events I'm talking about and, and you know, Quite a few times, like the client would not care about what was going on in the game. Yeah. They, they, they went just to show a good time, but like you know, to talk business happens all the time. But the, the, the people in the, in the, the most expensive seats and in, in the suites, it's all pizzazz. Yeah, we saw it at WrestleMania too. It was the same thing. Well, you said the same thing. It just you see it and no one cares. Yeah. You 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 know you you bring up business and bring up everything and I'm I'm looking on on behind Putty's show and he's got all the figurines there. Okay, let me give a funny story. I was involved in one of the first SPACs out there. I forgot if it was if, it, if the symbol was Tico or Toco. Okay, that SPAC emerged into THQ Toys. And oh, what wow. did THQ Toys do? They start off with the first WWF figurines. Okay, yeah. and I remember I remember talking to my largest client. And he goes, "Who the hell would want a wrestling figure, buddy?" <laughs> <laughs> But, but jo- Joey, I just found out he's got ninety of them. Oh wow! Damn, ninety of them, ninety of them. Okay, it's a business. Everything is turned into a business. And, it's literally know, everything. Things that shouldn't be a business are a business. Right, <laughs> right, right. I wish I, I, I wish I, I had some of that stock, and I don't. I honestly, I wish I had. I wish I, I, I had at the time, uh, WWE stock when it came out. Yeah. Listen, you have the ups, you have the downs, but it's 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 proven it's proven well. Speaking of Joey, by the way, our good friend Green Man, a couple months mm-hmm. ago brought his son. He's trying to get his son to wrestling. Right now, to this day, he's a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. But we brought him to his first independent wrestling event by their house. Mm-hmm. He loved it because independent wrestling, you know, not only is it affordable, but these kids can go to the ringside. They can interact with the wrestlers before the show, during the yeah. show, halftime. So I don't know if Joey's in, into indie wrestling at all, but definitely check out any indie wrestling shows by his town. I don't even know where he lives, but independent wrestling. They're, they're, in, Glen, it, they're in Glendale. Okay, so, so. No, I, I definitely, I definitely had conversations with with his aunt and, and his, his mom about this, and uh, we definitely, you know, we're kind of waiting for, uh, you know, for for everything out there to kind of kind of chill out, and, and definitely, I mean, he is he is a diehard wrestling fan. Oh yeah, some of these indie shows—they do a phenomenal job because, and, and on top of that, you, you'll get kicked out of this too because they'll they'll have old timers there Sometimes, for like yeah. signings or make an appearance or whatever. Like, it, there's a lot of that that goes on as well. It depends on the promotion because uh, some indie promotions have more money than others. But you know, it, it, it is a blast. So I'm not even just saying that because I'm in it. Like beforehand, before I got involved in indie wrestling, like. I've heard about it. I knew about it. I was like, oh, I mean, it can't be as good as 
WWE. I mean, WWE is its own beast. Uh, so right. you can't compare that to anything else. But like the experience, the heart and soul that goes into it, it, it it's awesome. Listen, I, I, one of my favorite things, and we'll talk about the WWE, it was just the WWF, and then we'll go on with the show, was we everybody knew, because it wasn't a hidden thing, of where the entrance to the wrestlers drove in when they were wrestling there. Yeah. And everybody would stand outside. And now I'll, show, I'll really show you my age. Ivan Putsky driving in in huh. a Ford Thunderbird, a silver Ford Thunderbird coming in there, and all the fans banging on the cars trying to get – and he's waving to everyone, having a good old time to where you have some of the other wrestlers, and, and now you're never going to get that. No. You're never going to get that. You're never going to get the touch to them. And I know that some of you guys have gone to the pre-WrestleMania events. Mm-hmm. There's a cost to it. Of course. Once again, we come to the thing. If I'm a if I'm a 13 year old kid, and I'm a I'm a John Cena fan, where am I going to see him? Now I'm lucky. Will, no one, no one can. No one can. Good now, one. Wow. I'm, good I'm, one. I'm lu- wow. Good one. <laughs> I'm lucky enough. I'm I'm lucky enough to have lived in Orlando to when they started the performance center, uh, and I can tell you exactly where it was. And it was it's the funniest thing. It was it's on the outskirts of uh, Full Sail. University and Full Sail University was actually set up in a failed strip mall. Was it really okay? nice? A failed strip mall. Uh, and, you know, I would sometimes see, you know, around town, I would see wrestlers every once in a while. When I was in Orlando, it's not far to travel over to Tampa. You know, in mm-hmm. Tampa, you would sometimes you would see them there. But when you're out in a restaurant, you don't want to get bothered. You don't want to get bogged down. And in some of the restaurants, to be all honest with you, that these guys frequent, you can't get near them, but that's the only place that you're able to see them, to touch them. They're humans, and I don't know if if the WWE doesn't want you to understand that they're human, or what's the real shtick that they're pulling there. But for me, growing up, one of my one of my my you know favorite things was you know I was able to you know run up to the to the security gate and to yell at a, at a wrestler, you know. I remember uh, Jacques Rougeau, you know. Oh, Jacques Rougeau. You know, <laughs> you know I'm not even, I, I don't even know if I can I can say what I said to him, you know. You can. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to. You, you might get you might get the uh, the Dave Chappelle treatment. <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy, buddy but, we, we don't want that. Oh. <laughs> you know, but it was, you know, I, I don't think you can do that nowadays. No. <laughs> No, I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's funny, like, you know, about what you can and what you can't do. Like, you know, you look at someone who lives, one of the few people that lived the kayfabe life, MJF in AEW, right. right? And, you know, he got torn apart on Twitter for doing, like, old school heel work, you know, po- you know taking the kid's drink, pouring on him. I mean, right. He did not know that the, that the drink had alcohol in it. How is he supposed to know? He doesn't. Right. He doesn't. Right. But then, but then like, you know, he tore up a tore up a sign, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's old school heel shit, and, and yet he was torn apart on Twitter for this. Like, a heel can't be a heel Stop. anymore. Stop! Come on! Stop. Come on! You know, let him do that. That's 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 the best stuff. It's going know? back to uh, Bully Ray's. Bully Ray has a good point. Like heels aren't heels anymore because heels can be great heels on TV. But to be a great heel, you can't be on Twitter thanking people. You can't be on the parking lot signing autographs. 
in the airport taking right, pictures. Yeah. Back in your day, that when you were fans of heels, didn't do that. No. And he goes, you're not no, a great it, heel it, now because you're in heel on TV. No. You can't uh, be like a fan favorite on, on signing autographs. It, it, it's it, it's it's so hard to live kayfabe life anymore because you know, because of social media, because of the dirt sheets, because of like you know all Cancel these culture. leaks that happen. Right. Right. right, cancel culture. There's so much against being like a heel, but on top of like kayfabe as well. It, it, it's such a different world right now. It's not necessarily wrestling's fault. It's society that we live in. That's the world we live in. Like you yeah, know, we, we, kudos to anyone that could live up the kayfabe life. You know, we talk about we talk about heels. Let's 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 not talk about heel here for a minute. Dusty Rhodes. One of the best wrestlers out there, one of the funniest wrestlers out there. And if you ever listen to any of his commentary, it's great. Do you think nowadays in this society, the way culture is now, that he can do some of the stuff that he did back in that day? No one. I don't no think he can. can. No, no, no. No one can. Like they, I mean, even you look in the 90s and the Attitude Era, like some mm-hmm. of the stuff they did then, they would never be able to pass now. No. No, you know it's very sanitized. Our good friend Yak think, Jonathan sent us a clip yeah. on someone back. Was it ninety eight DX telling girls to show mm-hmm. them their tits in the audience? Mm-hmm. Absolutely no way you can do that nowadays. You can't no even, you can't even mention oh. it. You can't even suggest it. No, no. Way. no. Well, like, like you know, I, hey, listen, like, have, have some things changed for better? Absolutely. You know, have we come a long way? Absolutely. There, there are definitely things that definitely need to be cleaned up in life and society. Yeah. All for it. But I, I, I think, you know, um, can things go over the top where it's just like so ridiculous? Absolutely. Absolutely. Two, both things can be true at the same time. So, Mark, I want to get your opinion real quick mm-hmm. before we wrap mm-hmm. things up here. Um, you mm-hmm. talked about your, uh, you grew up being a fan of old school wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. But you also just mentioned earlier in this episode your love and admiration for China. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about intergender wrestling? Because you see in WWE, it's kind of a taboo subject. Anytime men and women can't fight against each other. Yeah. You occasionally in the last couple of months, you'll see Ray Ripley get involved with somebody. Yeah. But on the indies, it's no problem. It just seems like WWE doesn't want to get in touch with that in this day and age. Like we just talked about for the last 10 minutes, cancel culture, PC, yeah. political correctness. Is intergender wrestling something you're a fan of? I, I think if it's done correctly and it's done right and it's done the right way, absolutely. Mm. Right. Uh, I think you know we need to we need to think about a little bit of society and how society is, and, and maybe why WWE doesn't do it is because they are to the they they really are into the the majority of society. Yeah. Uh, and you have to be very, very careful of potential for, you know, the person who is, I saw it on TV, so I want to, I'm going to hit my wife. I'm going to hit my girlfriend. And, you know, we're in a litigious society that all of a sudden, you know, you can, you can sue anybody you want yeah, and do it. But I think if you do intergender wrestling correctly, it's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I love seeing... A, a female wrestler beat the crap out of a male wrestler. You know, you I love with, uh, seeing Mickey James and Bully Ray yeah. on Impact. Listen, I I love seeing a female wrestler embarrass a male wrestler. <laughs> I love it. I, listen, and once again, I have the utmost respect for female wrestlers because they do stuff. You, you know, 
the wrestlers we have now are much, much different than the fabulous Moolah or Wendy Richter or some of the other. These are trained, highly conditioned athletes. And they're hungry. I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. They, they, I think the men have been complacent for years because they, mm-hmm. it's, their, it's their show. The mm-hmm. women are hungry because they're getting the opportunities. They want more, and, and, and they're crushing it. All across the board, they're crushing in, in every single promotion. And, and I, I, I think in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways, they're outworking the guys just because of that hunger yeah. alone. They, they put on a better show. It's the We're not talking about about women wrestlers when I was younger. Uh, glow, gorgeous ladies of That's wrestling. Right. Oh, <laughs> going you know, old school here, man. <laughs> we're not talking about that. You know, we're talking about highly trained, highly professional, highly talented athletes. You know, some of the best can... women athletes in the world. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's it, 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 it's funny. Sorry. To, uh, um, yeah. So I have a daughter. Right, mm-hmm. we we could already tell she's she's going to be a little athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking about different sports, like oh she's going to be tall. Like you want her to be in basketball? I was like fuck no, no, because WNBA they they don't make that bag. No, women's no. soccer they make that bag, and the only other sport that makes that bag for women's for women athletes is wrestling. Yep, professional wrestling, sure, sure. You know, listen. Charlotte wasn't going to be a professional wrestler, yeah. you know, and you, you, you could tell the story. Oh, my brother passed away and I did. She's still doing it. Yep. Still, still making bank. High level. <laughs> she's crushing it. She's probably yeah. one of the best to it. She's a first ballot Hall yeah. of Famer. Some could say she's probably a better athlete than her father. Yeah. Uh, now, listen, I'll throw a question to you guys. Okay. Ronda Rousey. Where did she make more money? WWE? MMA? Oh, WWE hands her out. brand, no, her her brand, in general, it, it's 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 a trick question, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it, because it her it's her brand itself because she's made so much money on on like you know endorsements, movies, TV, you know she makes good money from WWE, she's made good money from MMA, but like nothing compared to her brand. Just like you know Tom Brady, you want to talk about him? Like you know athletes that tend to make that bag, it's because of their brand. So like Ronda Rousey is definitely creating a name for herself. Oh, I would, without a doubt, you know, and, and, you know, this, there's part of me that kind of likes Ronda Rousey bringing back a little bit of the Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, too. Oh. I, I'm the, I'm in the minority now. I dig it. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're in the majority. I think most people do dig it. Most people dig it. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Twitter, not so much. They don't dig Ronda Rousey. They, they, they don't dig what yeah. she's doing. They also don't dig but... you because your loyal Jets army now is turned on you. So yeah, now no you've realized in the last 24 hours what I've been saying for the last 30, 40 years, Jet fans are assholes. So what, um, Mark, Mr. Tallman, brother, we could be here all night talking to you because Absolutely. we have been right an hour and a, almost an hour and a half. And uh, this is your first, hopefully you, not last appearance. You, you, you need me on there for you, brother. Appreciate it. We live in the life of friendship. <laughs> this is also happens to be our go-home show to WrestleMania. Uh, next weekend is WrestleMania two nights mm-hmm. extravaganza live mm-hmm. on Peacock, so there'll be no show next week. But is there any sh- match you guys are particularly looking forward to? You enjoy the build towards something you're not looking forward to? You know, I- I'll tell you what, I'm not looking forward to two days. Really? Okay. Not looking forward to two days. Would do you it in, do it in one day? Would you rather? You know what? Would you rather be the like a 
six, seven hour long one day, or do you like to, that it's spread out, or do you want to keep it to the to no. three, four hours that like we talked about like two weeks you, ago? You, you want to do you want to do six hours? Do six hours. Keep it to one day. Keep people in the seats. Make it make it somewhat affordable for for people to see it, for people to enjoy it. You know, you do it over this two days. Well, what's the main what's the main event for day one? What's the main event for day two? What's, what are we going to do? What's it thing? You're talking about making it, to cut you off, making it affordable. They don't care about making it affordable. They no, want they if you want to see Charlotte Flair versus Ray Ripley. What night is it? I don't know. So let's buy both tickets. It's oh, all about right. the money you these days. Make it one day. Make it six hours. Make it a big event. Listen, one of the greatest concerts of all time, <laughs> Live Aid. How many hours was that? That was you know between between England and and uh, the United States. You're probably talking about what? Well over twelve hours. And there were people who who were on TV, who watched TV, and listened to a radio for all twelve hours. Make the event six hours. Make it good. Make it good events. Make it great matches. You know, Make I think the last the last WrestleMania to really be one night in person, I think, was the one in New York, right, buddy? Thirty five, yeah, and that's the decided to yeah. it went too long. And that it went way too long. It went over midnight and like, you know, parkour wrestling fan, I had great seats. I was dying. Yeah, also was I, I was, I was and I and I and I couldn't wait for the main event because like, you know, that that was the main event I wanted to see. You know, it was the first woman main event. I was invested in the storyline and I was the the fans all around, I hate to say, wasn't into it. I think they were just exhausted because the rest. And I think that and the wrestlers have talked about this as well. And then there's a whole hiccup as far as going home goes. That was ridiculous. Well, that WrestleMania but, started at seven o'clock, right? So it yeah. was supposed to be on pay per view guide seven to eleven, four hours. Um, but then you had two hour pre show that started at five, so it was five to seven pre show, seven to quote yeah. unquote eleven. And but the main event didn't kick off until after midnight. And no one had the stamina. No one had the stamina. And, and, you know and, and, and so another problem is, like, do, you know, they, if you're going to do six hours, start it at three or four. I don't know how the time zones work at, or the money works, but start it like four o'clock. Start, start it at three or four. You know, you have an intermission. You maybe have two intermissions. Let the fans get stand up. Let them get some blood in their their legs. Yeah. But if you know it's going to be from three to eleven, and you keep the time frame and you keep it going, that's a great event. That's a great event. Seven hours of wrestling. Do you think that you will know? lose? Do you think that will lose casual fans though? Like some guy, I can, I can sit in my seat for four hours. We got people sit in their seats for eight hours. That, that's that's, that's a long time. I feel like the people that people don't have the attention span anymore. That's the thing nowadays. No. Well, take like six seconds. I I personally. Maybe. I'm personally a bigger fan of like you know keep it to the four hours, but keep a what Triple H was talking about. We we're talking about a couple of weeks two weeks ago. ago you know, yeah. Keep it, yeah. Keep it to. I I I don't like the fact that like you get a match, you get a match, you get mm-hmm. like this 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 women's tag team spotlight match and the men's, and the men's. Who cares? No. Who cares? Right. Scrap it. Mm-hmm. Scrap it. Get 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 rid of it. Yeah. Like yeah. you know you, you're just you're just adding you just you're just adding just like fluff. Love the concept. Don't, I love that. Put it on the pre-show. If there's a pre-show. Yeah, pre-show. Make, fine. Make, make these matches great count. Matches. Make them count. Make them great. Make them that you want to talk about them for days afterwards and for months afterwards. That was a great match. You WrestleMania know? should be the best of the best. It should not be a payday for everyone. No, no. I'll tell you what. Bring back, bring back the steel cage match. 
we got yeah. a Hell in a Cell match this bring year. Bring it back. So that's good. Bring back the Texas Bull Rope match. I think we had one. Oh, we had one in NXT a couple years ago, uh, last year, I mean. Yeah. Bring, bring it back. One of the best matches around. I used to love that match. Oh, it's classic. Know, yeah. Bring bring back. Let them go into the crowd. And I get it. Listen, we're in a different society, you know, about people getting getting hurt and about people getting, getting touched and stuff like that. Let them, you know, bring back the, you know, you know, bring back the show. Mm. It, it's it's a little too sanitized. It's a little too commercial. It's a little too, eh, you know. And you're right. Listen, let the matches be matches. I want to see the match. Too commercial. Come on, what are you talking about? We're talking about WrestleMania here, first of all. WrestleMania brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Schwan, do you have any match you're looking forward to, or a match you're not looking forward to? Do you, do you have a match that you're enjoying the build towards? I mean, I, without a doubt, man, we, we, we're talking about, for me, at least Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. That's the story. Uh, and Sami Zayn, of course, Kevin Owens versus Usos. I mean, the, the bloodline is the story here because uh, they have so many subplots going on. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm heavily invested to, into both angles. So happy you mentioned that. On there. Yeah, for the last nine months, it's been about Sami Zayn and the bloodline building to this Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes match. Now we have the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens against the Usos for the tag team titles. Um, and also, you're you're a huge, huge one of the biggest Charlotte fan, Charlotte Flair fans I know. But I feel yes. like her rivalry with Ray Ripley in the last couple of weeks, the build to this match has gotten lost in the shuffle. I'm not really invested in this match now. I feel like it's it a casualty of the bloodline dominating the last both shows for the last couple of months. I, I hate to say it, man, because like you know, as we were just talking about earlier before about women stealing the show, I I, I feel like. Normally, we'd be talking about the women's uh, matches going into WrestleMania this past few years, and we're not because, yeah. for once, I mean, for once, the the men's storyline is crushing it. The bloodline, there's just again, like I mentioned, there's so many subplots, there's so many things going on here. They, they kind of all bleed into each other, and it, that that makes an interesting story. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, yeah, they have history. It's going to be a great match. I, I don't think there's any denying that. I, but I also think you know. We we kind of think Rhea Ripley's going to win. Yeah. I, um, Bianca Asuka, I don't really feel like there's a story there. I forgot that I'm, that I'm so invested in. I agree. I forgot I, I agree who that. Bianca was going against today. When I was thinking about the show tonight, I'm like, wait, let's, let's go to the rundown. From memory, what the card is, and I totally forgot who her opponent was because there's no real build right. match. No, there's none, and, and not not to say it's not going to be a good match because oh, I, both right. women could yeah. definitely go. It's just it's just disappointing the fact that there's no real story there. Charlotte Rhea Ripley, it, 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 it's all just to lead up to Rhea Ripley being the f- new face of the, of the division, I think. But you know, there's just so much going on with the bloodline. You know, is Sami Zayn going to get somehow get involved in that main event with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes? Whether it's to interfere, whether it be a triple threat, somehow, so which way, I don't know. Is is Roman going to lose? He's nearing a thousand days. You know, there's rumors that he could keep on going like that. There's also rumors that he's going to take off afterwards for a long time. So many questions going into this for both matches, which I still consider the same storyline. Speaking of bloodline and bleeding... Although, hey, hey, Mike, let me let me let me let me just jump in here. I, I just have two things to say. I have I have I have a, I have I have a question and a, and a comment. Do you really have a problem with Rhea Ripley becoming the new face 
So no. I, I kind of no, no, not at all. I I I, I, yeah. I just because I, I I don't have a problem with it. I I love it. Yeah. I, I've been talking about Rhea Ripley for for years now. As far as just like she's got that effect, and she's so young that she could probably mm-hmm. be wound up when when it's all said and done, being the best to do it. Yeah. She has that potential. I just think it's a little too obvious that she's going to win it. Maybe right now. Maybe right. right now, but I think down the line. And the second one is this. Here's a, one of the big problems I have with the bloodline. <coughs> you have Roman Reigns who made a triumphant comeback battling leukemia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a storyline that you can bring in that would actually give hope to so many people out there. He battled this horrible disease. He came back from this horrible disease. And look at him now. And if they did that, I'd shut up about the bloodline. But the, the problem with with Roman Reigns, though, is the fact that like he is not a face. He is not no. necessarily likable. Like he, they tried for years trying to make him be that person. And you've heard Chris Jericho talk about. It, you've heard plenty of other people talk about. It. If they just let him be him, then he's going to be golden. He's going to be the best thing in this business. And this is a truer version of who Roman Reigns is. They're letting him be more so himself. And it's been phenomenal, in my opinion. Like, you know, it, it's – I think wrestlers are at their best when they're comfortable, when they're, they're a little more true to themselves, when they amp up themselves of times course, 10. Yeah. I know people, I know some people don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. You know, Roman Reigns was trying to be something he wasn't. It was clear as day. You are not this person. We can't get behind you. You don't believe what you're saying. How are we supposed to believe what you're saying? You're supposed to be the face of this company. You're supposed to be the new John Cena, new Hulk Hogan. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, we're not buying it. But now, nine out of ten people are buying this. Not Mr. Tolman, though. Uh, speaking of blood and bloodlines, though, uh, one match I think they've done a, a <laughs> phenomenal job at. One match, I'm kind of surprised I'm saying this out loud, but I am invested in because the way they built it, the Mysterio match. Dominic and Rey Mysterio, this whole yeah. build, they've done a great job building to this. Again, going to Mark's point about being predictable, we know it's coming, we know it's happening. But the way, the way they built to it, I feel like they did a phenomenal job building to this match, and now, all of a sudden, I'm invested. I want to see this match. One of the matches I want to sit down and watch. Is it more so the fact that you just want to see Dominic get his ass kicked? Is he, though? Because you talked about two weeks ago, this might be Rey Mysterio's retirement match. But one of the yeah, no, I mean, that's true. And if it is, but like, Dom I, has to go over. And I think Dom's winning this no matter what. Dom has to win this match. Dominic's probably going to steal a win here, but I, okay. I think most of the people are looking so forward to this is the fact they like Ray Mysterio. Like Dominic's just such a bitch, <laughs> and, and like I'm not, I, I'm not talking about it as a person. I'm, I'm talking about the, the character. He's just nor, such a bitch. Nor do you mean in a negative way. No, yeah, I don't think right. so. I think he's, I the, he's doing a great job. What he's doing, he's doing a phenomenal job because well, he's doing his job. Like he, his job is to make the world hate him. His job is to make everyone to see Rey Mysterio kick his ass. And, like, that's what we all want to see. We all – like, you heard that pop today. Sami Zayn, they were trying to build that to be the pop of the night. No, it wasn't. The pop of the night was when Rey Mysterio punched Dominic yeah. Mysterio. You're talking about a couple that months ago. That was the pop of the night. Not, it was, I think it was a couple months ago at this point. We talked about Dominic Mysterio's pop and his reaction and him being over in relation to Rhea Ripley. Well, he came out without her tonight, and he still got that huge heat reaction. It says a lot about him is and his he, work he's doing. It's a great job. Yeah, he's doing a great job. And, and is it going to be a five-star match? No. no. Uh, is it going to be probably what you said, Dominic going over, Rey Mysterio retiring? Yes. 
But is it probably going to be a lot of it? Rey Mysterio kicking his ass? Most likely. And the fans are going to love it, and then they're going to boo the hell out of the ending. It's going to be great. <laughs> also getting lost in the shuffle, though, is the Ed- Edge-Finn Balor-Hell in a Cell match. I think not enough people are talking about that match. That might be a show stealer as well. I think there's a reason why they're not talking about that match. Okay, please. I think, I, I'm a fan of long-form storytelling, but yes. I think this has been drawn out a little too much. You know, I was thinking about that. Talk about that, please. Yeah, I agree with you. Very much. Oh, very much. You, know, like, yeah. you, you want long form storytelling, but like you also want to leave them wanting more. You know, yes. you could always be like, you know, Edge and uh, Edge and Randy Orton, Randy Orton and, and John Cena, Randy Orton and, and and Triple H. There's a theme here going, but like, you know, these are long time feuds that have gone out through through years, but it was never all at once. A couple of months here, yes, boom, boom. boom fo- Good along. point. Fucking great point. Here's here. Moving along. And like uh, this was just like years of storytelling and, and jam packed in, in, in an amount of time here. Like they they could have they could have done this a little bit differently. It's been force fed. This, this could have ended a couple months ago. I, I know this is supposed to be a big time match, and I'm sure they're going to do really well in this match. It's just Get, not getting talked about much because of the fact that like I think we're tired of it. It was supposed to be Hell in a Cell, Balor Edge at the Royal Rumble. Right, and decided to move it back to WrestleMania for some reason. I think it was at the Royal Rumble, still too long, but a better payoff. Right, and I think at that point it would have just it was still just overstated its welcome, but only by a little bit. This is completely overstated its welcome. It's just like, please leave. Uh, any other matches you guys looking forward to? Can we wrap things up here? I think we talked about it, uh, Mark. What are you looking forward to? Which match? I- I'm looking forward to the bathroom brawl. <laughs> awesome. uh, honestly, there's. The, the women matches I'm looking forward to. The bloodline. Are you kind of happy to see it come to a conclusion here? I, I hope so. It's not, though. So. You know it's going to lead to a... It's not. It's, it's, it's going to lead to a three-man tag of some sort, or a six-man tag of some sort of backlash. That's what's going to lead to. Backlash, yeah. it, it, it's it's going to lead to the next the next six events that <laughs> WWE holds to, to something, you know, and you're going to have, you know, Paul Heyman, you know, I don't know what he's going to do. Are you not a Paul Heyman guy? I love Paul Heyman. Okay, okay. I was going to say, come on, man. Let's I go. Paul. I, I actually have a, I know I have a friend who knows Paul Heyman from his very, very early days. Oh, wow. When he was in high school. Oh, thank And how he, he got it. Oh, yeah, here in Scarsdale? Going, this is going back. Uh, it actually, was it in Scarsdale or was it in Elmsford? Uh, I'm, a yeah, Westchester, I'm a Westchester guy here, man. So I yeah. know what's up. I know this area. Yeah. <laughs> so what he, what he did, what what he did was, you know, he he actually he would write like a, a a wrestling column or a wrestling thing, and he would get press passes to to wrestling events, and you know he would get two of them, and he would ask, like, you know, ask for, yeah, you want to go to this event, you want to go to that event, and that's that's kind of how he got into it. Wow. And I think it's I think it's 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 classic. It's a classic move. I happen to love him. Here's a guy who has zero. Zero wrestling ability, <laughs> zero athletic ability, and he's he's made such a name for himself. Listen, it, it for for Putty and me it gives us hope. That's right, damn right. <laughs> gives us hope. You never, you never met Mark, yeah. but Mark too. Mark, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm athletic. I'm a black belt so, Taekwondo. Come on now. Here we go. Jesus, take a shot. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, you know, we, we go back to WrestleMania. You know, the, 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 the women have really propelled what's going on. And, and you've, you've, you've said it several times. Listen, they're hungry. And I'm looking forward to them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it goes back to the 
to the the Oscar match, it's going to be flat. But Rhea Ripley, I'm looking to, towards that match, and I hope, you know, I hope the Earth, the Moon, the stars line up, and and you know, she's the she's the next one. She's the coming. Let's not forget the damage control versus Lita Trish. I was about Back that in. probably has the biggest story going into it, and you know, rumor has it there's going to be some sort of swerve, swerve. at the end. Uh, I, I think that's probably going to be out of the f- the four women matches that we have on deck here at WrestleMania. That might be the one that we're going to be talking about the most surprisingly, so. just because of the story going into it, and probably the story that's going to be told afterwards. I, I have another match that I think is going to happen afterwards if this WrestleMania. Hits on all cylinders. The Stephanie McMahon stealing the check from Triple H. <laughs> the check on the pole match, maybe? <laughs> well, you know, uh, with that being said, let's kind of wrap things up here. Mark mentioned at the beginning of the show that the fallout of BCW Anniversary 6, a lot of stuff happened. Most of it not no, good because of this conniving, backstabbing asshole I'm talking to. Whoa, 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 um, whoa Putty, you're throwing a lot, to, of, to feel the, a lot of things out there. To feel what we're talking about, to see everything we're going to talk about in depth, make sure you stay tuned to this very feed for a shot of BCW where we're going to talk about all things fallout of BCW Anniversary 6 in the coming days. But yeah, um, I also talked to Mark, Mark Schwann. We talked about it at the bar after Anniversary Something I've been talking about for a while is every now and then for the last seven years, I'm like, you know what? This show isn't, it's become too mechanical for me. It's not fun. There's, there's something missing. I don't know what it was. Uh, brother, Mark Tolman, thank you. This is one of the most fun shows I've had in years. Thank you so much. This has been a great thank show. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you, you for, for thank me. you for doing this, man. It was pretty, can, like we can, said. Can, can I give a couple of quick shout outs? No. Um, okay. <laughs> no, please. Go ahead. The floor is yours. So, so to to the, the the few people who are who are actually allowing me to to, to crash, Angela DePaula, Connie and DePaula, Joey DePaula, and Angela's boyfriend Mike. Thank you guys for having me here, Mike, Mark. Thank you for having me. This has been absolutely fun. This has been terrific. Uh, whenever you guys want me back, I'm there. You know, this was this was a great show. I mean, we've been doing this now for oh, almost two hours, and it doesn't even seem like. Life. Going back to Mark's point, uh, Schwann's point earlier is like we don't talk we don't talk about WWE, we talk about AEW. Occasionally, we'll throw an impact, but we don't talk too much about the old school stuff. And I think you brought a new aspect. I think that's what was fun. It was a fresh air talking about stuff we don't normally talk about. So, uh, thank you so much for your uh, input here. Anytime, any place, I'm there. Again, talk about it. you don't have to be in New York because we could do it via Zoom. Yeah. Next time, next time I'll be at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> The, the sound might not be too good, so maybe not do that, but okay. <laughs> Putty is a stickler for the sound. Yeah, I have to be. He is a stickler for the sound. I'll I'll, I'll be at the beach with uh, the spring breakers walking behind me. Awesome. Yeah, man, it was, it was a really good time. Thank you for being here. Thank, it took seven it's years. Good, again, let's not wait seven years again. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Th- thank thank you. you, Mark. Again, well, not only before we talked about Sean, thank you. Talk about thank you, brother. Thank you for everything for the last seven years of supporting the show. Mentioning, hey. talking to me, talking to Green Man. Again, those stakes was great. <laughs> Always Listen, sending me stuff, great... talking about stuff, and I really appreciate it. And uh, coming from a man this... who uh, the, our fraternity would have these ski trips, we rent a house upstate because we didn't have a fraternity house. So we rent a ski tr- house upstate in New York by the uh, Hunter Mountain. 
And, uh, you know, one of the first gadgets I went to, I woke up in a room and I see this man's ass right in front of my face. The one and only man who's ass bagged me is now uh, one of my uh, biggest supporters. It's great. Who would have thunk? <laughs> it's funny how it all works out. Yeah. Like Listen, all, all works out. This, see- this is a great show. It, 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 it needs to be out there. It needs to be talked about. And, you know, more power to you guys. Appreciate it. You know? Damn right. Damn right. And for <laughs> the, those, of you, those of you who are listening who feel the same way, give us some five stars. Give us some love on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. And you can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out also on my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. Shaw Wrestling episodes are all in there, along with the interviews that we have. And uh, Putty, what about you, man? For those of you who are listening, who want to celebrate Ramadan, uh, enjoy it. I've had a lot of coworkers, a lot of friends who celebrate Ramadan who are still able to do their thing, except Mark's nanny is giving up, right? She's celebrating the entire month. You have no nanny. God, you, next, really, you really had to bring that for the next couple of weeks. So everyone listening, please pray for Mark Schwan as he has to take care of his own child for a change. Whoa, wait a minute! I work too. Yeah, man. yeah it's, okay. it's, it's I'm tough. saying, but like a lot of people work, but no people, no people have nannies. You have a nanny because you're an actor and live in the penthouse right. of a fancy suite. Sucks to be you, Mark What's Schwan. That? Listen, we're figuring it out. It, it, my daughter's going to be okay. That, that That's the most important thing. My daughter's going to be okay. I might not be, but... My goddaughter told me, by the way, my, my goddaughter. Anyway, let's wrap things up. Official. Let's wrap it up. For your favorite actor, Mark Schwann. For my fraternity brother, the man, the legend that is Mark Tolman. I have been your host, at Mojo Putty. Until next time, Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>